Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezal Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Ayin Tesim Maseches Gittin, but we're in the bottom on of Ayin Chesim Aleph in the Mishnah. So let's see if we can do a blot in half today, Andrew. We're going to start throwing this get around. Okay. So the Mishnah said that if the woman I saw she was standing in Shusharabim the husband threw it to her. Karv law Megoreshes, Karv law Ena Megoreshes, Mechzal Mechzal Megoreshes Ve'Ena Megoreshes. So the Mishnah is saying something that sounds simple, but we'll see. It's not so pasha. It's not so simple, but if you just, we'll just read it surface and then we'll get into it in the Gemara. On the surface, it says, it means if the get lands close to her, right? So again, the husband's throwing it to his wife instead of handing it to her. If it lands close to her, then it's as if he's given it to her and she's divorced. It works. If it lands close to him, she, it's not giving it to her. And if lands half and half, let's say, right in between them, we'll see, then you have to have deal with it with a suffix. So let's say the person who threw it to her, her husband, uh, who's trying to divorce her is a Kohen. Well, she can't stay with him because she might be divorced. He can't be married to a divorced woman. She can't leave him to go marry anybody else, morning, because she might right, still be married. Okay, so far we caught up to where we were yesterday, Barry. Now, says the Mishnah, on the bottom of Ayin Ches Amad Aleph, V'chein le'inin kiddushin, V'chein le'inin hachov. That's unbelievable. That what? If a man wants to be Mekadosh as a woman, he says, I'm going to be Mekadosh you with like this, this money, let's say, as we will see, right? And throws her, or with this star, right? Throws her a kiddushin document, as we will see, Kesef Shtar Rubia, the three ways you can be Mekadosh a woman. Is that true? So we'll see. It has the same parameters. Car of low, car of law, and mechza, mechza. That's what the Mishnah uh, purports. And then, this would also be true if Andrew lent me money and I was throwing it back to him. So what do you mean? Don't I have an obligation to return the, the money back to Andrew? So that you would say, no, maybe not. Meaning, I do, but my returning it to him, when does it end? Like, if I throw it to him and it's in his domain and it's already considered his, so then, if something happens to it, maybe it's, you know, nistaf chasadeu, right? If it, if it uh, something happens to it after Andrew has already claimed it, so then it's already as if I'd already paid him back. So we will see. The Mishnah is going to spell it out a little bit as we continue. Amalo bal chovo, zrokli chovi. Andrew says to me, throw me back my money, uzrokalo. And I threw back to him. Karv lamalve, if the money lands close to Andrew, zachahamalve. Right? So then it's Andrew's. If it lands close to me, so then then I still have to pay Andrew back because it's as if I have not yet paid him back. And if it lands straight in the middle, this is an unbelievable chiddush uh, that if Andrew says, throw me back my money that I lent you and I throw it back and it lands right between us, somehow I only owe him half. It's like a Shnaim Ochzin Betalis situation. Um, it's, it's unexpected because after all, isn't it like a zero sum game? Either I returned it to Andrew or I didn't. But in amazingly, just like a Shnaim Ochzin Betalis, we see that there's sometimes in monetary cases, there are cases where you actually split it, right? Where it's right down the middle. But we'll see in the Gemara that it's not so, uh, straightforward as the Mishnah describes. It's not just a, straight up physical matter of how, of the proximity of the uh, projectile object, as the Gemara discusses. Hechidami karavlo, hechidami karavlo, asks the Gemara. So let's stick with Gittin first. We'll see. 
Gittin, uh, Kiddushin, and monetary matters may not all be the same. So starting with Gittin, what would be the example of car of low and what is the example of car of low? So Amar Rav, Arba Arma Shalaz a car of low, Arba Arma Shalaz a car of low. So according to Rav, it's all an issue of throwing it within each other's Dalat Amos. So we're going to use like a football field, Barry, you understand football? 100 yards, 50 yard line is the midpoint, okay? So according to this, and, and there's two end zones on either side. You, you followed the Philadelphia Eagles when you were in Harrisburg? Okay. So, so we have, no, you didn't. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying, right? Okay, good. So you have, uh, you're standing on, in, uh, the man is in one end zone, the woman is in the opposite end zone, and he throws it to her, okay? So according to this, it would have to be in the end, you'd have to get it all the way into the end zone, right? It's only like within her, um, Arba Amos, where it's considered hers. Anywhere in the vicinity of the field is like a no man's land, okay? So, you know, without, without getting too far into Tosfos and, and other Rishonim, uh, there shouldn't be a no man's land. In other words, if it's a no man's land, then it means he didn't accomplish giving it to her. After all, what does the Torah say? Vinasanla, he has to give it to her. But let's stick with Pashup Shat because we got to move. So it'll, most, of, most of the issues will be fleshed out in the Gemara itself. So again, Rav says, if it lands within her Daladamos, it's hers. If it lands within his Daladamos, it's still his, and he hasn't given it to her. So, hechi dami mechzal mechza. So, the Gemara wants to know, what would be the mechzal mechza? So, I'm a Rabbi Shemuel Bayitzchak, and Gonshi Yishname, Omen Be'arba Amos. That only makes sense, mechzal mechza, right? It wouldn't make sense once you said that Karav Lo is Dalad Amos, so you can't say that mechzal mechza is the 50 yard line, right? Because mechzal mechza is anywhere between the two end zones, right? And, and so, but anywhere between the two end zones, that doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara is saying, no, can go and show your name on Amos. No, this only makes sense if they're, if, if they're both standing, right, uh, within four Amos of the spot where they get landed. And only there is there an issue of Mechzal Mechzal. So it's not really proximity of like half and half. It's more like both simultaneously close to it. And it's only there that would be Machloku. Yachloku, uh, where they split it. But then the Gemara says, Well, if they're both standing within the same Daladamus area and they're overlapping simultaneous, that's Mechza, Mechza. So why don't we just figure out who got there first? And then whoever got there first is the one that's Kona the Sket. But maybe you'll say there's no such thing as somebody getting there first because they got there simultaneously. You can say, Well, maybe that is impossible because. After all, there's no such thing as simultaneously. Somebody had to have gotten there first, even if it's by a millisecond, and we have to uh, figure that out. Well, it's impossible to be uh, exact, and therefore maybe we will consider it simultaneous. So this is going to be a problem because somebody got there first, but we don't know who, and that should not be a... uh, you know, a tenable option for what Mechza and Mechza is, and therefore Rav Kahana solves it by saying that can't be, it's not a normal way to, to, to be, to try to figure out who's there first and then to be in a case of Suffolk. So Mechza Mechza can't mean that, because that would not be Yachloku, um, that would be just mass confusion. So El Amar Rav Kahana, Hacha Bishmona Amos Mutsumtsamos Askinon. must be that they're simply, what? Exactly eight Amos apart. Once they're eight Amos apart, there's like this nexus where the two, uh, circles, right, of their Dalat Amos meet, and where that point meets, if the get lands right on there, so then that indeed would 
be a true mechza mechza, and that would be the case of echloku. As we turn to our chesem and base, beget yotzei arba amos shalol arba amos shalach. Right. So there, that would be a mechza mechza, and and that and that should work. But the gemara then asks, va'agiget bay. But wait a minute. If you're going to say that it's mechza mechza, mind you, the get is not a mathematical point, right? The get has like it's a star, right? So. If it's exactly in between the two of them, there's still a portion of the get that's in his possession. Now, if there's still a portion of the get in his possession, can you really say that he's handed it over to her, right? It's not a complete handing over of the get, and that's what Baha'agid Gabe means. It's still sort of, like, uh, sort of still attached to him in the sense that it's still in his possession. So now we have a third suggestion as to what the Mechsa Mechsa would be if it's Dalaramas Shalom, Dalaramas Shalom. Not that they're overlapping. Not that they're touching, but simply there is a edus issue. Achas omeres karav lo, achas omeres karav lo. In other words, people are coming, and one says no. When he threw the get, let's say they were pretty close to each other, but not overlapping or touching, just close to each other. And one guy says he threw it and he flubbed it; it fell right at his feet. And the other one said no, he threw it. It was a perfect shot, landed right at her feet. Okay, so that that should work. In other words, but that would be the case of mechza mechza, right? And there you don't have the issue of oh, or it's a zero sum game and must be other hers or, or his. It's a true yachloku because it's an actual right fifty uh, fifty machlokas of each of either it's his or it's hers. So that's one possibility of what karav lo and karav lo could mean within the dalat amos. Not so simple as we see, right? So now we're going to have to have Rabbi Yochanan. The great God of Israel, he's going to say, no, it's a different shot altogether. Close to her, even if it lands a hundred amas away from her, as long as it's closer to her than to him. Like we learned by Egla Arufa, you know, like when you measure the corpse between two cities. Which one is it carved to? Right? So here it's like, which one is it carved to? So it's just literally a question of who it lands closer to. So then, if that's the case, so then the Gemara is going to say, "Hechi dami mechza mechza." What's the context of yachloku of half and half in that context? I. It was explained to me by Rabbi Yochanan himself. It has to do with yachol l'shomro, which you can determine as like access or dominion over, which is to say. If she has the keys, right, and she has the ability to control it, that's karav lo. If not, it's karav lo. But if both of them can guard it, or if neither of them, that's mechza mechza. Neither of them is really astonishing. What, he throws it into the ocean? That's going to be mechza mechza? That's not a nasan la. That's, that needs to be, right, that certainly needs to be, um, uh, a situation where uh, the Tosfos says she's certainly not going to be divorced in that case. But be that as it may, um, we'll we'll discuss that um, a little bit because that this explanation was said to Rabbi Yochanan himself in the name of Yonasan. And Amar Yadin liked it. He said our Babylonian friends really know really know this shot. I'm impressed. He was impressed that they that they were that they knew that idea. Um, even in Chutzlarts, he says they they're they're learning okay. But to me, 
uh, you have to read the Tosas and be eyeing a little bit what this could mean. Okay? But there's a Bryce that supports this interpretation as follows. Tanya Namahachi. Rabbi Eliezer, Amerikol, Shukarv, Lo, Mi, Lo, Uval, Kelevan, Untalo, Enimagoreshes. Rabbi explains. If whenever the get is closer to her than to him, so you would say, okay, according to the that interpretation, maybe the Karv La, according to our mission, it sounds like she would be, she would be divorced. The get would work. However, if a dog can come and take it away, Bakelev and Tolo, she's not Megoreshes. The Gemara says, ain't Megoreshes? Kol Wait a minute. She's not Megoreshes? Why? Do you, are you going to say that the entire time that she has a get, she has to, Tintere, watch it, be Shomer, and, uh, uh, right, go ahead and be Shomer it. What's the question? The question is as follows. When the woman gets the get, she's immediately divorced. So let's say he threw a car of law and it landed, right? It was, a, it was a safe landing. So then who cares if a dog came and got it? In that moment, she was divorced, right? So the dog coming is neither here nor there. She doesn't need to keep the get in her sock drawer for the rest of her life. Right, in order to maintain the status of divorce, Who she, she what, what? Who provides her with the dust, though? How does she even know what was thrown at her? No, no, no. She was there, and she knows that it was thrown at her, and she. How does she knows the divorce. Though? How does she knows the oh no, he said So she can hear. That and she can, That has to happen. That has to happen. Okay, yes. So from a distance perspective, you're saying hundred yards or something. Like ah, that. right. So Andrew's just asking, like, what's the, what practically is happening here? Does she know? So, so it, it is important to note and uh, that. This has to be a scenario where she knows it's a get. She can recognize that it's a get. It's obvious that it's a get. It's simply the only thing that's missing is that it's actually handed into her hand. Okay? And so when it landed, it certainly worked. Okay? Um, question is, though, right, why is she not Megureshit if the doggy ate the, ate the homework and the get? So says the Gemara, It can't be that, that, that well, that's what the Brysa means, that when the dog ate it, that she's not Megureshes because it worked and then he ate the get because she has to hold on to it. No, what it means is, Why are we bringing in the get? Because it's closer to her than to him. But if a Kelev comes, right, and like the husband can guard it from the dog, but she cannot, ain't a Megureshes. She's not Megureshes, not because, um, not because she lost the get after the, he, the garrison took place. She's not Megoreshes because she never had control over this dog, right? It's like the, it's like the Baal's dog, right? The dog will listen to the Baal and will do the, the Baal's bidding. So if the Baal said, hey, don't touch it, the dog will not touch it. And if the woman says, don't touch it, he's just going to willy-nilly take it and like grab it and, and grab the get. It's an amazing example of Shmira, right? Where the husband has control and the wife has no control. And it's not a function of distance per se, but it's a function of control. Who can be Shomer over this get? So that's an amazing example, right, that, that teaches you that it is who is in control of the get, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that actually controls that, uh, whether the get was actually handed over, okay? So again, if she's the only one in control, and she knows, as Andrew points out, that it's a get, so then that could be a good garrison, and it's not a matter of distance, right? But if they're both in control, so then it would be a chloku. What if neither is in control? So it's hard to believe that that would be an actual divorce, as Tosis points out, but we'll leave that away aside from now. Be that as it may, I'm a little of Rabbi Yehuda. Shinana. Hey, smart guy. Kedeshet ha-shuach v'titlenu. The 
the you know the Mishnah says when it's carved to her, it means that it gets so close that she can pick up and get it. But you should but you should know that halachically nobody should be getting divorced. Uh, considered divorced until the get actually reaches her hand. It really should go halacha lemaisa. If you would ask the rabbi, halacha lemaisa, we should we shouldn't go with any of these cases. Give the get to her in her hand. Okay. So Amalei Ramarachal Ravashi Ramarachal said Ravashi Hava Ubda Hachi Betzuchayu Chalitza. Yeah, we did have an incident once when we all went into a football field and there was a dog and it was all this thing and it was in a Rishus Rabim and they uh, required to perform chalitza. Obviously, this was a situation of. Yibum, but but it's the same. It's the same idea, right? Where the idea was that chalitza, as we know, because we learned with Yavamas, is a situation where you're not really so sure. Um, sometimes the reason we do chalitza is when we sort of like we can't do yibum, we can't not do yibum, so we just like have this out of doing chalitza. So this was the case over here. That would be like the yibum version of yachloku, right? Where you can actually in the yibum version you have an out. Right in the actual marriage version, then you don't really have an out. You have to like be machmer in both ways. But at least in Yibam, you can do chalitza. And the point is that that was a good solution according to the practical rabbanus over there, because it was in fact a case of yachloku. Or in a sense, it was a case of suffolk, which is to say that you don't really want to be in that situation because you want to be able to hand the get directly to the woman in order to ensure that there is, in fact, a garrison. So now we're on the two dots, down on Ein Chesem base, and say, V'chein le'inin Kedushin. So now we're getting into this thing where our Mishnah said that this amazing halacha that we said by throwing the get applies also to the Kedushin and also to Mamanus. It says the Gemara, Amar Ravasi, Rav Yochan, Legitin, Amar Blolo, Dabar Acher. Rav Yochan, the great God on the says, we have the halacha, that we only believe that all of these halachas of throwing the get and having it carve law and carve law applies to get, not to anything else. But wait a minute. Can you really say that, Rabbi Yochanan? After all, we have our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, It's also applicable to Kiddushin. So says the Ravasi, Okay. He answered, Ravasi said, You're right. In other words, we said that this would be true only for Gerishin. But when we say it's true, it's only for Gerishin, of course we include Kiddushin as well, because we have the famous, right, Limud of the Yatz of Aisa that compares Kiddushin to Gerishin in many, many ways. And since we have that, so when we say Gerishin, we also mean Kiddushin. Okay, so then Eisve. But, so, so therefore, what? That just means that the only exceptions are Gershon and Kiddushin, but that, this halacha would not work for anything else. However, Eisvei, the Mishnah continued to say, we said it would also be true if I borrowed money from Andrew and I was throwing money back to him. Right? Right? Andrew says, throw me my money and I throw it to him. And then the Gemara proceeds to copy-paste from the Mishnah, the halacha, that if it's closer to Andrew, it's returns. Closer to me, it's not. And So we see that this applies not only to Gershon and not only to Kiddushin from Vyatz of Isa, but also to monetary matters, to a loan. Well, therefore, it's not a case that's just categorically would be true of any loan. It's simply true in the case of Andrew, because Andrew thought it would be a cool game, and he explicitly said 
that if I throw it to him and it lands closer to him, or if I throw it to him, then I will be relieved of my loan. So once he explicitly said that, so then it would work. So says the Gemara, if that's the case, so what are we learning from this Rabbi Yochanan? Obviously, Andrew created the stipulation. When it comes to monetary matters, we can make stipulations like that, and therefore, of course, it would work. So says the Gemara, yeah, but Andrew was alarmed and he was about to finish Masechah's Gittin and he said, throw it to me the way one would throw a get. So now the question would be, right, would that work? So Gemara says, it would, why is, it's still not a Chiddush, right? Because after all, we know what the halacha would be by Gittin and therefore if Andrew says he wants the halacha by this loan to be the same as the halacha by Gittin, so then, of course it should work. So says right, you might have thought that when Andrew says, uh, when Andrew says, Big, throw me back the loan like we learned in Ein Ches and Gittin, that he was just messing with me. Literally, I was kidding. Kamash Malan, Kamash Malan, you can't say that you're kidding. That once you say, throw it to me like a get, that's binding. That's a stipulation. You're not allowed to say just joking. And in fact, the halachas of the get would apply to my returning of the loan. So now we're on the first wide line towards the bottom. of Chista, get biyado umshicha biyado. What if the husband gave the get to his wife, but it has a yo-yo string on it. If he can, in fact, pull the get back with the string, uh, then she's not megureshes because he hasn't fully relinquished it to her. But if the string is not strong enough and if he were to pull on it, it's like dental floss and it would snap, then she is megureshes. My time, huh? why is she not divorced if you can pull this back with a string, but it increases for Lekka, because even though the Nesina is okay, right? You literally hand it to her, and it's in her hand, okay? That's cool, but Croesus means a true severance. If you don't have actual severance, then it's not good enough, right? Because it has to be a safer Croesus. So it's not so much that the Nesina is lacking, because it is indeed in her hand, the Nesina is perfect, but the severance is not perfect because you could just pull it back with the yo-yo string. What if her hand, the woman's hand, is positioned downward like in a sloping down? And then he threw it to her. So it says, That she's not holding it. She's still not megureshes, despite, astonishingly, the fact that it's actually contacting her hand. Wow. Why? Why is that bad? We just said that if it falls within her dollar amos, it's good enough. So here, it's going to hit her hand. And, okay, so it slides off her hand, but it'll still be within her dollar amos. This should be good enough for Nasina. So the Gemara, but the low enough, yeah. What about the case where she's in, uh, sitting in a conflagration, a big old fire, or a huge hurricane? It lands on her hands and falls away and ends up in Wonderland. So then, in that case, it's not a good nesina. Yeah, but the Arba Amos is like a sphere around her in every direction. Is that true? Uh, if that's the case, don't forget, that itself was a machlokas. Did we say the Dalad Amos, this idea of a Dalad Amos around the person, is like a circle drawn in the ground, or is it a sphere around the person, like a force field? That indeed is the machlokas. That's what yesh lehen avir or ein lehen avir means. So tifshot to ein lehen avir. Well, if you're going to say that it, the get doesn't work, then maybe that means uh, a, that that we hold like Rabbi Yehuda that there is, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that it's not that Rabbi Lazar 
would not have to ask the question because it would be uh, obvious that the sphere doesn't work. Says the Gemara, No, it must be a situation, it must be a situation where she's sitting in a certain area where it's like it was always going to fall out of her hand. It was always, uh, I'm sorry, as soon as it was going to fall out, it was always going to be what? Destroyed. Fall into a river or fall into some sort of fire. Some sort of situation where it was always, always destined to be destroyed and therefore it's not entering the question of, the question doesn't get off the ground. I don't know if you see what I did there, Barry. Pun intended, the question doesn't get off the ground where the get really was ever going to land and even if it's in the airspace, it was a goner, right? It was like as if it was always going to be destroyed and it is for that reason that the Nasina is not complete because the get is about to get destroyed. Fine. So now we finally arrive at the Mission 9 test at the uh, potentially hopeful time of 6.02 a.m. And we're turning on the afterburners. Daf Ein test. Says the Mishnah. Clean new idea, but still throwing this get around. Hi, so Medes We're going to get into some like Ervin and Shabbos here. She's standing on top of a roof and he's throwing it up to her, the husband. It should be Migoreshes as soon as it gets to the airspace of the roof where she's standing. What if he's on the roof and she's below? Uzrakolani throws it to her. Then as soon as it leaves the airspace of the roof, even if it's erased or burnt, before it lands down there below, she's divorced. That's astonishing, Barry. What are we learning? We're learning that all it has to do is be over Mirashus Shalal, Lirashus Shalal. Okay, so, okay, we know already that there's an union of a Kenyan chatzer, right? But the question is, who owns the chatzer? This only, may, you know, this would only make sense if you're, if she has ownership of the chatzer, so now I can understand, because we said a chatzer is kone like a yad, right? All these other cases, don't get confused, uh, Andrew. The, all the other cases up until now was Rosh Hashanah, so nobody owned anything. And that's why it really had to be, right, with the previous case of Ein Ches, she had to actually grab hold of it and ownership of it or have Shmir on it because it was Rishush Arabim. And there, there's no Kinyan Chatzer. But now we're going back to the Kinyan Chatzeris, okay? So here we go. Says the Gemara, Minter, but it's not guarded. So how is she divorced, right? The roof is subject to winds. Don't worry, there was a nice... Zaftig Make, it but nothing was gonna blow away. So Maybe you could say there's an Indian of Lovud, right? The And there it's as if it landed on the roof. Uh so much so that as long as it landed within the uh, three Tvachim, then she's immediately divorced. Okay. And then it, it could blow away. Again, once she's divorced, you don't have to hold on to it anymore. So now, two dots, ten lines down. Humil Mala says, that, so we said, if he's on top, she's on bottom, as soon as it leaves the airspace of the Gog, but the Gemara says, Vahalo Minter. It, so that could blow away and never even enter her Rishus. Aha. So I'm Rabbi Yudam Shmuel, he explains, In other words, right, it enters the Chatzar as soon as it leaves the Gog because the fence of the Chatzar below was taller than the actual fence of the Gog, and therefore she basically had a chatzer with giant walls. So what happened was he threw it up into her chatzer. As soon as it went over the wall, it was considered to be in her domain. Okay. says the same thing and agrees. And Ravula says in the name of Yochanan, the God of Israel, the same thing. So that's the case where he's on top and she's below, but her got her mechitos go up to the sky and that is the reason why she's Conan. Okay. So I'm going to lay Rabbi Abba Ula, come on. 
Those views does our Mishnah follow? Rebbe. Why? Let's go back to Shab, beginning of Masechus Shabbos of Dalid. Kluta Kamisha Hunchadami means what? Rashi says. Laaretz. Because it says, right? You might recall that we learned in Masechah Shabbos. What would be the halacha? Don't forget. Shabbos, like 75% of the Masechah is about Hotzah, right? It's not about Bishel B'Shabbos or Muktzah or any of the things that we usually would, or Lamites Malachos. It's mostly Hotzah. There is Lamites Malachos and Ayin Gimel, right? But it's mostly Hotzah. Okay, so. What was the Yotzah? If he threw it from Mishus Rabbin to Mishus Rabbin, there's Mishus Yachid Be'emtza, do you have to worry, even though it's really Mishus Yachid to Mishus Yachid, normally that's not an Isra Doraisa, do you have to worry about the fact that there was airspace, right, in between with Mishus Rabbin? That was the famous question. And Rebbe held that it is, because the Avir is Kolet. Aha! Well, why is that relevant here? Because after all, in order for her to be Kona this get, she had to be it in the airspace, which is to say as soon as it changes domains, even though it has not yet landed, it is as if the, the ownership of the get had changed. So that would be according to Rabbi. So Amalei, so Ula answered Rabbi, feel tame Rabbanan. No, even if you hold like Rabbanan, Ad Khan Lopli Rabbanan lay the Rabbi Elaylin in Shabbos. When it came to the Isser of Hotzah and Shabbos, that's where the Machlokas Rabbi and Rabbanan would be about whether there was an actual changing of domain. But here, that's not the issue, Barry. We don't care about whether it actually changed domain. We care about whether it was a shmira on a get, which is to say, Gittin and Hilchah Shabbos have two different parameters. Hilchah Shabbos, it has to be an actual change of domain, and it would be a question of whether the airspace constituted a domain change. For Hilchah Gittin, it's a more pragmatic issue of, is it in her airspace more so for the issue of, does she have control over it? Certainly once it went over the walls and it's in the domain of her chatzer, so she ha- that's the moment where she's become a Goreshin. Now you say, if we're in the middle of a hurricane, so then, then maybe she wouldn't be a Goreshin, right? Because just blowing around, right? So that, that, that may not be the case. But assuming calm winds, right? So then as soon as it's in her airspace, she can rely on it, and therefore she's already a Okay? Right, it's exactly the case where her walls are tall. And we had the same machlokas, dafyomi gold over here, cut and paste. There was an idea that Ravasi thought that this would be uh, something that would right, demonstrate the shita of Rebbe in Shabbos, that even though it's in the airspace, it's as if it's been laid down and the hitting the airspace counts as a change of domain. And Amalei Afil Tamer Rabbanan, and Ravasi answered, just as we said previously, that even according to the Rabbanan, I can apply your Rabbanan, the Rebbe El Inyan Shabbos, this domain change is only with regards to changing domains for Elchel Shabbos, but here with the Get, we are actually talking about Shemira, and that is actually how it works. So now we're in the two dots when we said Nimchak. What about if it's erased before it lands in the courtyard? Ah, qualifying it. This would only work if the get was nimchak derchirida. So again, Barry, we're throwing it up over the wall, right? It, it goes into her domain and starts to fall down and then combusts, right, on the way down. That's okay. She's divorced. But, aval nimchak derchaliyah, lo. My time, amikar, lo minchakai. But if on the way up it already combusts, she's not divorced. Why? Because that shows that it was never going to land. If it was never going to land, right, it was never in the process of landing, then it's not really hers. And even on the way up, right, it's as if it wasn't really launched, okay? 
That's what Rashi says. Ah, so Rashi gives you a little lumbus berry. He says, Nesina, after all, right, is not throwing it up as a ro- rocket launching it in, into space. That's not Nesina, right? Only on the way down, it's considered Nesina. Ah, so now you know why even if it started to go down, that's all right. That already qualifies as Nesina. But it's still being launched in the air and then it combusts, that's not Nesina, and therefore that would not work. Love that, okay? Obviously, Rashi has a different girsa because he says, Ainamagoreshes, and that's not in our Gemara, but be that as it may, Nisraf, what if it burnt before it lands? Right, so we said Nimchak and Nisraf. So what's the difference? Uh, Nimchak is erased, Nisraf is, right, combust. What came first, the fire or the get? So if the get was written and thrown and then all of a sudden a fire combusts, so then, uh, so, so then, again, where the, where the, where the uh, entry of the get preceded the outbreak of the fire, the get should be good. Avakadma leka la get, the low, low, right? But if the fire was already burning when the get was thrown, so the get should never be good. My time, me, Carlos, Rafa, Kazil. That's what we just said. Because again, it was always going to be consumed. This get was a goner, uh, never had a chance, right? You have to look at the Ritwan Chedusha around this. There is uh, an idea of here that the airspace of a, of a property right, can only acquire something when the property itself can do so, right? So in other words, what? You, we said there's something called a Kenyan Chatzar, right? Well, Kenyan Chatzar would be, is lovely, unless the Chatzar is on fire, right? If the Chatzar is in flames, the Chatzar would never be Kona. If the Chatzar can't be Kona, the airspace of the Chatzar can't be Kona. That's how the uh, Mepharshim explained this idea, okay? So now we're going to talk about Amar Chista Rishus Chalukas Begitten. This idea of Rishus Chalukas. What is Rishus Chalukas? As Rashi explains here, the tre makomos lo moshli. Rishus Chalukas means that uh, if a husband, let's say, as we said earlier, yesterday, that he's saying like this, I have, it's all my apartment, but I'm lending you this, pit, this spot for the purposes of you owning it so that when I throw the get on it, right, it, it, you'll be conan. So does that work? So I'm going Rami Barcham Rava, uh-oh. We're, we're, we're trying to move, and we got Rami Barhama, who is so sharp, and he's going to ask the following question of Rava. So now we have our two giants. These are our two guys, Andrew. Rava, with the abstract genius of his generation, and Rami Barhama, always with the sharp question, who do we think might be sharpest? Let's see. This is, his, this is history for us. I never saw them conversing before. It's going to be fireworks now. Minale le sabaha. Where did that old guy get it? So Rami Barhama is saying, where did Rav Chista, right, get this? Amar he. So Rava answered, what do you mean? That's our Mishnah. This whole idea of the Chalukis begitten, right, that he's allowed to what? If, if, he, if he says this area in the property is going to be on yours, you can't use a different one. That's what Ein Chalukas and Yesh Chalukas begitten means, right? If you say Rishuyas Chalukas begitten means that, again, the husband says, I'm lending you this area. He means that specific area, right? He can't land in a different area. Okay? So how does that have to do with our Mishnah? Because we said, if she's on Rosh Hagag, and he throws it up to her on Rosh Hagag, we said, she's as soon as she, as the get hits the airspace of the Gag. So this supposedly, according to Rava, he's going to explain to Rami Barachama now how this is, uh, applies to Rosh Hagag. 
as follows. Says Rava to Rami Barchamah, what's the case? If you're going to say that both the Gog and the Chatzar belong to her, then you don't need the airspace of the Gog because she's divorced right away. He's in her domain. Okay. So let's say both of the Gog and the Chatzar belong to him. Well, if that's the case, so then even if it hits the airspace of the Gog, it's not hers yet either because it's all in his domain. The only thing that makes sense is that the Gog is hers, the Chatzar is his, and therefore when he throws it into the Gog, it's in her domain. However, but Sefer of the Mishnah says that when he's on the roof and she's below and he throws it to her, once it left the Gog, if she's Megureshes, even if it becomes erased or, or burnt. But if it's as we just established, that the Metzius of the Mishnah is that she's on top, that the, the roof belongs to her and the Chatzah belongs to him, why is she Megureshes as soon as it leaves the airspace of the Gog? The Gog is hers. So you have to say in the Sefer of the Mishnah, that the case of the Sefer is where the Gog belongs to him and the chatzah belongs to her. Vereisha begagdi deva chatzah dida. Sefer begagdi deva chatzah dida. Dida deva chatzah dida. Right? Vereisha begagdi deva chatzah dida. Sefer begagdi deva chatzah dida. Again, I'll say it outside first. Right? The Mishnah was just trying to say that if it le- if it leaves the domain and gets into hers, then we don't care whether it's thrown from the chatzah to the gag or the gag to the chatzah. Either way, it's going to work. But right now, we're pretending that there has to be a uniform case where one. Uh, of them owns the chatzar and the other one owns the gog. And it's pretending like it doesn't make sense for it to be switched, where in the first case, one of them owns the chatzar and one of them owns the gog, and then it switches. Uh, the, we're going to end up saying that we don't really care because we're really talking about switching domains and we're allowing it to switch. But if you're going to suspend disbelief and assume that the case has to be uniform, so then what's the issue? So then the issue would be el lav de ushlamakom. So the case must be, right, then both cases... The husband both owns both the courtyard and the gog, which is a common case. And what he's, he, what he's doing is he's lending her that place in order for, for the temporary purposes of being Kone the get in that place. Right? The chad makom mushli inchi, tremakom slow mushli inchi. And that perhaps is a reflection of the fact that, that it is only one place that he could lend to her, but not both. And that's where we. Le- that's how our Mishnah supports this idea of whether there's Rishuyas begitten. So Amalei, Rabbi Bracham says to Rabbi, really? Me the Ire? Is that your proof? Dilma Haka the Isa Haka the Isa. Maybe you could say that this part of the Mishnah deals with this case. This part of the Mishnah deals with that case. Reisha begagdi da v'chatzidi day. Sefer begagdi day v'chatzidi da. Rabbi Bracham simply explains to Rabbi that you're, you're, you're like reinventing the wheel. You're trying to split the atom here when the reality is it's two cases. Okay, in one case, she owns the roof. In the other case, he, he owns the roof. It's still a clean demonstration of our point that, that whether she's on, on the chatzah below or on the roof above, the passing over of the domain is what creates the gitten. And so who won this argument? It sounds like Rami Barhama, that as brilliant as Rava is, Rami Barhama was very clean uh, even sharper than Rava in this context. So we've made history over here, okay? Unbelievable. Okay, we're on the first wide line, uh, the very wide line and bottom of Ayn Tess. I'm a, um, I'm a Rava. Talk about the difference between Hilchos Gittin and Hilchos Shabbos. I'm a Rava. There's three ways in which the halacha of Gittin is going to be different from halachas of Shabbos. 
So the first was this idea, right? Remember, Rebbe held that changing Rishuyos in the airspace, that Machlokas, Rebbe Rabbonon, was within Rishuyos of Shabbos, but not with respect to Gittin, right? Upligi Rabbonon Alei. There was Machlokas, Hamil in Shabbos, with Rebbe and the Rabbonon with regards to the Rishuyos on Shabbos. So that's the first difference between Gittin and Shabbos, right? As we discussed at great length, that by Gittin, it's only about whether you have control over it. The second difference that which we said with Rav Chista, you'll recall in Masech Shabbos, no, it's kind of Rishus Hayachid Uvrosha Traskal, which is where we get the name Kadursal. Right? You have a big stick with a backboard and a platform on top. Vezarik Venachal Gabav, and the get lands on top of it. I feel Even if it's a hundred amos high, Chayev Lefisher Rishus Hayachid Ole Adla Rakia. So when it came to Masech Shabbos, we said Rishus Hayachid Ole Adla Rakia. Honeymoon in Shabbos. That would make sense, and it's the same principle, right? For, for in your Shabbos, even though it's all the way up in the sky, as long as it's its own Rishus, then you're going to be Chayev for going from one Rishus to the other, because there it's a technical abstract domain to domain issue, Andrew. However, but with regards to Gittin, if you throw it a thousand feet in the air, that's not going to be considered Venusanla, because again, it's a more pragmatic issue of Gittin of whether it actually uh, arrived at her Rishus. As we turn to Intesamid Bays, now the third one. Okay, so again, you have the, uh, the Machlokas Rebbe and Rebbe Huda about airspace. That only applies to Shabbos. The idea of the platform 20,000 feet in the air only applies to Shabbos. With get, it's all about getting into your possession. Third difference. We said in Hilchas Shabbos again that a person can't stand on one roof and scoop up rainwater from his buddy's roof because just like there's chalukos below in the houses, so too there's chalukos above, which is to say it's going from one rishus to the other. That would be a problem of hotzah. But honey, merely in Shabbos, it's only a problem of hotzah on Shabbos. Of a Indian get when it comes to passing over one get to the other. Mishum who the inchi. When it comes to getting, fascinatingly enough, right when the husband. If it lands even in someone else's domain, it's okay because even though somebody else technically owns it, nobody cares about their roofs in those days, and therefore it's fine. Everybody's Michael and the get uh, area can be lent at for the wife for the purposes of throwing the get, and the get would be chal, and it would not be considered like it's a totally different property. We can resume with that, I think, tomorrow where we're talking about one chatzar in front of the other, finish off that little piece, and then we'll be in the Mishnah in the middle of Ayin Tesem and Beis, and Bezrat Hashem, when we enter Shabbos, we will be caught up when we get to the next daf, Bezrat Hashem, everybody um, hold cup, because tomorrow we're going to do them as much as today, Bezrat Hashem, and be on track.